You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network as we continue on with our ongoing exclusive coverage of Third Watch as we now move into the 20th episode of Season 3. And you're kind of enjoying this as a back-to-back with the episode we just did on ER because this is Part 2 of the ER Third Watch crossover event. We just talked about the ER episode, Brothers and Sisters. We're now talking about the Third Watch episode, Unleashed. This first aired on the 29th of April, 2002, four days after the ER episode aired, I will say, for those plague at home. Um, and this was uh, written by uh, co-creator Ed Allen Bonero, ri- uh, directed by our bestie guy, Norman B. So kind of some heavy hitters involved in this one. And it's a very interesting and fun, well, not fun, but a good episode, I guess, to kind of get to with this one. Uh, yeah. My name is Ben, and I love cheeseburgers. <laughs> don't we all? Uh, well, vegetarians yeah, my name's... don't, but anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My name's Darvell, and a good grease detergent? <laughs> yes, um, I like a good grease detergent. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward here to... Uh, to, to talking about this one because um, I think I kind of mentioned last week in regards to these are probably two of the episodes I've seen the most of Third Watch because I would just often just put these on like the 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 crossover ones and I think kind of when I mentioned last week that I had these taped uh, on VHS that I would just watch these religiously so um, if I actually think about the episodes of Third Watch I've seen the most it is probably this episode and the ER episode that we just watched so. Uh, which is kind of interesting. You think I would have watched After Hours the most, or The Self-Importance of Ben Carlos, but nope, uh, it would be these two. So, um, yeah, this is a solid episode of Third Watch. I mean, it's good to kind of get this conclusion on the the ER side of things, and, you know, we get some good stuff here with Jimmy, uh, of course, uh, as well as as, uh, Sally, and it's uh, notable, of course, Mm -hmm. being the last ever appearance of uh, Demon Child as well, (laughs) Darvell. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I I love the little I love that scene with G- with Jimmy and Joey too at the very beginning of the episode, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we we definitely definitely uh, <clears throat> will. Now I'm actually just going to quickly pull this up on my screen, which is not going to help anybody listening to this because we obviously will have to um, again not eulogize. Eulogize is incorrect because we're implying they're dead. Uh, but I guess for saying farewell, acknowledge, acknowledge or we, say farewell to, we did this, yeah. of course, a couple of episodes ago with, uh, with Emily when she obviously didn't leave, leave, but I guess the actress left, but, uh, we will do this, this episode with little Christopher Scott Fidel at some point, uh, moving forward when it comes to this. And I think from memory too, just in terms of the farewells, I think, um, next week we will be farewelling Joe. Cause I think kind of, I always thought he left after season two, but of course he's been in this for a little bit, so, um... Yeah, Lombardo. Yeah, yeah, so we'll get to that. But anyway, so, uh, we start off kind of with this great opening, uh, sequence here of the cops basically searching through all the, uh, the places for drug dealers. Basically, the bus scene we kind of saw, uh, during the ER episode. Uh, with some great sort of techno-style music here of them arresting people. And we've got this great shot of, uh, I love Bosco walking in front of, like, the NYPD SWAT van and kind of banging on the door and gets in the car, basically, and, uh, you know, talks to uh, talks to Yokus here, obviously saying, like, uh, you're right over there? Oh, not yet. And they kind of drive off. It's kind of, you know, it's nice. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> we then get uh, Susan. Remember her from ER? Uh, <laughs> yep, Susan Lewis. She's uh, she's still waiting uh, around, and uh, I love Bosco here with his perp. Walk faster, uh, and then kind of look <laughs> looks at Susan. Any news of my niece? No, 
Um, so, yeah, it's kind of just a nice little introduction. We've got Sully in bed, because all the ladies want a bit of skip in the morning. Um, and we hear some noises. We hear something breaking in the kitchen. What's going on? He's getting broken into. No, Sully, no! Goes into the kitchen, and who's back? Tatiana. I broke a dish. Um, I break dish. Oh, here she is. Good old Tatiana. Yeah. Um, can I just point out uh, that Sully's still got Christmas decorations over his bed? <laughs> just, just wanted to point that out. Um, yeah, some people never take him down. True. We're, we technically don't remove our Christmas tree. I mean, our Christmas tree is a little tiny material thing that kind of sits. You can't tell it's a Christmas tree, really. It just kind of looks like a random thing that we have in our lounge room, but that's all we've got. Mm-hmm. Um... But, yeah, I, I kind of like this little scene, Tatiana. I miss you so much. And, like, obviously, Sully is just shocked. Like, what the fuck are you doing back? Um, but, uh, you know, Savannah Haas, she looks amazing. Just her cute little, you know, I miss you so much. Um, so there's that. Then, yeah, we get this nice... I always like this scene of Joey and Jimmy kind of in the morning getting ready and kind of this routine. If I had a million dollars... And this song which will get stuck in your head for the whole thing. Who's he's... If I had a million dollars... What is that song, Darvell? Do you know? If I had a million dollars. Well, I mean, that... That's the, act, <laughs> that, I that's guess the actual name of the song. a dumb question by myself, isn't it? Um, I downloaded... I'm just trying to see if I have it. Because I downloaded, <laughs> like, um the third, like, pretty much every song ever in Third Watch. I found a website, uh, and I'm just quickly seeing here in my iTunes. Um, no. The only song with million in that I've got is Third Watch Season 4, an Australian artist, Casey Chambers, A Million Tears. I remember that. Casey Chambers does a song in Third Watch. She's an annoying voice. Um, huh. I don't have this song. That's interesting. That wasn't on the uh, thing. Well, who, who sings it, do you know? I'm going to look this up. If I had a million not a, dollars. Not a million. Well, I don't I don't recall off the top of my head. Bare Naked Ladies. Who sings it? There you go. So it's actually, it sounded like an old song. I thought this is a fairly new song because Bare Naked Ladies aren't that old. Uh, if I had a million dollars, well, I'd buy you If I had a million dollars. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's the song. But it's a nice little scene here with uh, Joey and Jimmy just kind of getting ready and brushing their teeth. And Jimmy's <laughs> singing along with it. You gotta love and that. And can I just point out, like, in his last ever episode, Christopher Scott Fidel here is just showing off his acting chops. Like, you know, he's never been a bad really? actor. Never been a bad actor, but I, I think he's doing really well here. He's grown up from demon child to kind of, you know, fun little child here. Um, yeah. I, I like I like that bit, like, when they leave, though. Guess what we're doing when we get home? Cleaning up. Oh, you should get a maid. Oh, what do you think? I have a million dollars? I like that. It's, it's nice to see, you know, Jimmy finally... I mean, I say finally, but, I mean, he was doing this throughout the season. Yeah. But... It's you can tell just how much Jimmy has grown up. I mean, because two seasons ago, that he that would not have been happening. Absolutely, absolutely, and that would not and have I think the, the thing with Jimmy is that kind of like he doesn't get a lot to do from memory in season four. Like, no, he just no, not really. I mean, he doesn't like spoiler alert leaves in the, what, the gets, middle of season five, and his final episode is a pretty yeah. good episode. But like, oh, absolutely, his last. Is. Like, I just don't remember a lot of him in season four. And again, maybe this comes down to gelling in with three and four, but there's really, from memory, not a whole... Like, I'm pretty sure we get a random couple of five... I know he's got the one where he gets... um He's on the motorbike and he's involved in that bridge sort of um crash, the one where Taylor gets run over. Uh, like, yeah, I know he's involved I in that, but... um 
I don't remember him crashing. I do remember him showing up on the. Oh, he like well, when he crashes, but, like he kind of he has to avoid it, so he kind of has to like fall down on his motorbike. Like he doesn't crash, crash, but like he sort of to avoid the accident, if you know what I mean. He has to kind of like yeah fall down. What episode is that? Yeah. What episode is that? Crash and burn season four. That episode would make four. sense that it's called that, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would. And and then there's another one. I couldn't tell you what episode it is off the top of my head. But there's another one where his face gets featured on a, oh, yeah, on of a course. billboard for an erectile yes. dysfunction medication. Yes, I like that episode. <laughs> I, I like that storyline. It's funny. It's funny. Um, yeah, no, you're right. Crash and Burn is actually only the fourth episode. That's not Cruz's first. No, hers is episode three. We've no. That, haven't we? No, episode two. No, 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 no. Her... Yeah, her first ep- Cruz's first episode is The Chosen Few. Holy crap, can we, just, like, can we just stop and establish right now that when we're done with this episode... Sergeant Cruz is only four episodes away. Like, holy fuck! <laughs> four? Well, I mean, no. W- wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be three? Well, two hundred and thirty-three days, blackout, lights up, and then the fourth one there being the chosen few. I mean, ah. three non-featuring, yeah, okay. but right now, including this episode, <clears throat> this is the fourth last episode. We live in a third watch pre-Cruz world. <laughs> that is crazy. How are we okay. up to Sergeant Cruz already? Jesus Christ! <laughs> Because we just blaze through these, Ben. I love Cruise. Like, I, I just, I can't wait till we get to Cruise because, like, I, I mean, I think I might need Brandy on my team here to kind of defend her. But, like, as I kind of keep saying, like, I've said this a hundred more times, we'll say this again as we get to the preview at the end of our season three recap, that I'm probably going to defend Cruise when people hate Cruise and I'm going to rip shit into Emily next season because I just, gives me the shits. So, um. Yep, and... And when it when it comes to when it comes to Cruz, I mean, I've already said that I neither love her nor hate her. I'm kind of on the I'm kind of indifferent. I'm kind of on the fence about it. But maybe I'll maybe you know as we go through from season four onward, you know, maybe I'll be able to put my foot down on one side of the fence or the other officially. Maybe maybe God, we get a good start to next season. Actually, uh, we do. I mean, Lights Up's a great episode. The Chosen Few. I mean, that's our Cruz episode. Uh, and that's where we get a bit of news on Dr. Morales, too, to protect. I don't really remember that too mm-hmm. much. Crash and Burn's one that we just mentioned. I mean, it's an okay episode, but and then obviously we get, a, oh, no, I don't want to do Judgment Day oh. Part 1 and 2. Can we just not do Judgment Day? Can we just skip over those two episodes? <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid not. Oh, I'm not looking forward to that. I mean, if you, want to leave, if you want to leave the listeners hanging, hey, it's your podcast. But Then Firestarter. Firestarter is not they... the best. Uh, Ladies Day, eh. Crime and Punishment Part 1 and 2, eh, they're okay. Um, um, second Chances. Oh, that's, second chances. that's the uh, Eve episode. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, Castles <laughs> of Sand. Um, and then your favourite. Oh, God. Well, then your favourite Typical episode. that it's 13, episode 13, Bad Luck. Um, <laughs> we get three two-parters um, next season. Yeah, then, then Collateral Damage Parts 1 and 2. Pretty solid, I think. Three, then we have three two partners. Wow, sorry. Yeah, then we have ten thir- ten thirteen. Uh, then we have oh gosh, what's the letting go last call? Everybody letting go last call. Everybody. It's an interesting season. Season four. There's some good goods and some bad bads. Bad bads. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, all right, we're jumping here. We're still here and uh, you know maybe that's what that, maybe that's what we should start referring in the review section. Although I like even the review. I mean, 
was this a good good or a bad bad? <laughs> just, we'll have to talk about this in our three recap about the fact that just like four is just a weird season. Like I thought five was. It's the, a bipolar. I season. thought five was bipolar. I can think of the top of my head better five moments a lot more than four with some of the bad we've got to get through. Um. Hmm. All right. Anyway, sorry. We're getting. Yep. And actually, in Judgment Day, I read somewhere that Judgment Day is only was only a two-parter when it was in syndication on A and E and wherever else Third Watch may have been syndicated. Originally, originally it wasn't a two-parter. Yeah. I mean, it's it's always a f- yeah aired on the same night, so they would have kind of built it as a yeah. I know what you're saying. Again, I think it's kind of a similar thing to superheroes, and I think they did that on the. Did they not? No, that was separate. What was the other one we talked? No, about? That no, one? they didn't. Um, uh, unfinished uh, requiem for a bantamweight and unfinished business. We said that they were that that was technically a two parter, right. but no, I, it wasn't like. I'm uh, sorry to interrupt you. I, I think I must be thinking of another one that we're covering where they kind of did a, a loss. Do that very often. The fact that they're technically one episode, but they separate them into parts. We will cover them as two parts. Uh, I mean, Judgment mm. Day. Oh, my God. I don't want to do those episodes. <laughs> oh, but we have Always to. cry my eyes out in that last scene of that episode. Anyway, all right. Um, although, we're, although, of course, we're not going to tell you why it makes us so distraught at this point. You'll find out. Oh, goodness. All right. So, uh, Bosco is, uh, meanwhile, trying to work the jersey angle a little bit more with um, Chloe's uh, husband, ex-husband. Um, and then kind of, you know, we have Yokus and Susan having a bit of a conversation here about drug addiction being a disease. What about pedophilia? Uh, you know, she didn't hurt her. No, she lost her. Uh, you know, talking about it being a custody thing, so it's kind of, you know, back and forth. Um, and then... And... Go ahead. Oh, and, uh, was this in the third watch episode or the ER episode where, where at first it was assumed that, that, that the husband or ex-husband or whatever was the one on drugs, and so they were talking like, and they were talking like that, like, did, did he... Something about the guy, and then and then Susan says, "No, he he was the one who straightened her out." Oh, I think that was just the, they automatically assumed that it was. Pretty sure that was in the. They automatically assumed it was the man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was in the hour episode that one. Um, so okay. we kind of get um Bosco talking. Uh, they're wanting to find out here that apparently Susan wants to go to the news about this because you know she's a missing child. Obviously, Bosco's yelling at a guy, and I love this guy. Like he's just like, "Please, you want me to make something up? I don't know nothing." Uh, like, he's a good actor, whoever that guy is, just random perp. Um, so, we then kind of uh, get a phone call here, Bosco, that there's a detective from the 4-3 wants uh, to talk to Bosco. Uh, so, I wonder what this will be about. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Sully shows up to work, has a bit of a conversation with Yokus, uh, talks about how Tatiana came back, and basically she said that she wanted to stay out of town for a while until things calmed down. Uh, and then kind of, I like Yokus here, like, Yokus just looks tired and frustrated, she's just like, oh yeah, I'm glad for you, she doesn't really like, you know, go over the top and sort of care for Sully, um, so our beloved Sully-Yokus partnership has obviously, uh, ended, we should have mentioned that, like, uh, in the ER episode, uh, then we have Jimmy in the firehouse, he's singing, and then, like, someone's got a new squeeze, and he talks about his, uh, <laughs> his routine, that they've finally got something, uh, worked out, and Jimmy's terrible singing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. 
so funny. I wonder if that's like Eddie one thing hasn't changed. I wonder if Eddie Sibrian can actually sing, sing, or he's sing just. I wonder if he can actually sing, or whether or not he's just you know doing that. Or not. I don't know. He's married, or are him and Leanne Ryan's married. I think they are. Um, at least he's you know <laughs> with a, a established singer now. So maybe get some lessons. I still need to watch that. I'm I'm so gonna watch that. It's so bad. I've seen the trailer for Eddie and Leanne or whatever it's called, but um. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like. I think you have to pay for it, but I'm, I fucking, I want to watch it. <laughs> I just want to see Eddie Cibrian <laughs> in real life. Just, I want to see him. Um, so yeah, the we kind of get back to this phone call that Bosco's got from the four three. They found a girl. She's at the morgue. They found a dead little girl, so they have to go identify the body. Um, this is where we kind of had that scene where you're talking about your dishwashing liquid or whatever it is. So Jimmy's kind of, you know, domesticated here, talking about scrubbing cheese off a skillet. Uh, he's talking about laundry. And everybody's just looking at him like... <laughs> yeah, I love the way they look at it. I mean, like, this is kind of one of those weird things where it's like loosely implied that a man shouldn't be doing domestic duties. Like... I don't want to say it's dated because I don't actually feel this is dated. I still feel this is something that is a thing. Like men doing like household chores is kind of looked down on, and I kind of think this. In, this we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, kind of in our terms of equality and things like that. That kind of don't get talked about when there are certain things that men get judged for. It never gets brought up. Like we've got a whole sort of thing about like, oh, you know, we shouldn't talk down to these women because they know exactly what they're doing, and you know, you were right and I was wrong because I'm a man and I don't like women and I'm wrong. Like, I mean, should it really be implied that just because Jimmy's doing dishwashing and stuff like that, that should be looked down on? I fucking clean around the house and wash clothes and do the. I don't care. Like, you know, so, yeah, I don't know. Yep, and, <laughs> and me, I mean, I do the, I do the same thing. I do the same thing. I mean, I don't have, don't have, don't have my, my girl, my girl isn't living with me. Love you, Jessica. Wasn't living with me, but even if she was, you know, I'd still do it. Yeah. Cause. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, I've always just been, just guess, inclined that it doesn't matter. Like, it's, I think we live in a day and age now where it's all but clearly, you know, sort out that it doesn't matter who does it. It's not the 50s anymore. So, I don't know. Just As, a, yeah. Weird little nitpick. Although, yeah, although there are some people, even, even now, even now, there are some people who know about, some people our age who know about, you know, the, the times, you know, in the, in the 50s and all that because, you know, they're, you know, their mothers and their fathers or their grandmothers and grandfathers pass it down to them. And there are some people, even now, who would love to see it go back to that. Well, look, and yeah, you're right. But also, but also on the flip side of that, there are, there are some people who live that way and they're glad to. Like, I mean, I know women, yeah. women who are, are fine doing domestic duties and the man goes off to work. Like... They're, they're, <laughs> I think it's kind of... Hey, if that's how you want to live, exactly, by all means. Exactly. That's exactly right. And, um... It's, it's, and you should see... And you should see the women who jump down these women's throats who can who continue to live like this. You're... You can do so much more than that. You're... This isn't the 1950s. You can do so much more than that. Fuck all... Fuck all that. Hey! <laughs> she... She's... Choo- she's choosing to do it. She is content yeah. with that. Fuck off, you know? Wow. All right. Um, <laughs> I think we hit a nerve there with Darbell. Um, <laughs> anytime, anytime someone, short of, short of actually being a life-threatening way to live, anytime someone knocks someone else for doing what would be considered 
by society as a whole to be dated or whatever. Or, yeah, any, you know, anytime you have, say, a stay-at-home mom or something like that and someone else is ragging on them for it, yeah, that's going to hit a nerve with me. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's not, it's not your life. So stay the fuck out of it. Valid point. Um, meanwhile, speaking of life, uh, at least ending, uh, we're at the morgue. Uh, and, um, that's, a, that's terrible. That's a weird segue. Uh, so Susan's here. We meet Tony Fallucci. Uh, and basically the process here is that she'll have to bang on the glass and we'll see, they'll reveal the curtain and, um, you know, we'll see obviously whether or not this little girl is little Susie or, you know, whoever it is. Um, but she knocks on the glass. I, I kind of like that line where, you know, Susan's kind of, you know, oh, you know, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And it's like, oh, you know, would you ever be or something like that? And kind of like holds Yokus's hand. It's a nice little scene. Um, yeah. opens the curtain and it's not Susie. It's another dead little girl. So they're kind of a little bit too happy. <laughs> that this isn't like I, I know we're gonna get Yoka saying in a little bit like oh there was still a dead little girl but it's kind of it's it is a little yeah. bit weird seeing Susan so happy like <clears throat> oh my god it's not her it's like I oh, do there's a dead little child on the table here um, but anyway uh so what have we got here um fire there's a fire in the building climb upstairs watch out fire department stay there. Uh, is there a fire scene here? What have I written? I don't... Uh, oh, this... Yes. Oh, of course. Sorry. No, no, no. We kind of get the fire storyline here, don't we? I think we can kind of lump this mm-hmm. all together just quickly because there's so much back and forth in this episode with this. This is a case that I think we can do this. So, basically, the fire... I mean, it's it's interesting we get a fire sort of in this episode. We haven't had one in a, in a while. And rather than th- no. just go out of their way to kind of make the whole episode about a fire, it's kind of... It's well balanced. So, essentially, kind of Jimmy shows up to this fire... Uh, we've got a woman who is uh, dangling out of a window. She can't, um, you know, get uh, escape. So they're going to go up to the top to see if they can get into her. They can't get into the building. She's blocked in. So they go to the roof, DK, Walsh, and Jimmy, and uh, there's nothing to tie off on. They have to do a roof rescue. <coughs> so they tie off on DK. Walsh has to hold DK, and Jimmy gets hoisted down, uh, gets the woman. I love how this woman just jumps on Jimmy, and then kind of it's like a tension, like, oh, you know, DK's going to fall over the edge, but Jimmy gets down to the ground, and um, it's rescued. I mean, that's that's covered it. That's done. <laughs> There's the fire rescue stuff with this episode. I like it, though. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going off done... on it. It's like it's a nice little thing to kind of balance this episode out, I think. Yep. I mean, I, I was getting ready to say maybe they could have done that in one in one go, but then I thought, no, that would probably take up half the episode. Yeah. That's not what was meant to Yeah, but I, th- I think here. it's well, because, I mean, we don't really get paramedics in this episode, so I kind of think it's it's it's, it's, an, no. it's a nice balance and kind of, you know, it's good to get Jimmy to do something. And this is the thing, like, we talk about how, what can they do with fire episodes because you know obviously it comes down to like you know amy carlson kind of backed up my points about like budget when it comes to like they can't always burn a building down every single week and then even with fire rescues it's pretty much the same every single time there's not a whole lot you can do with it but like this is a nice little side one you know they've got to tie themselves off so i'm sure this is a thing that they do not just in fdmy but like other fire you know houses around the world so um yeah it's 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 a nice little scene i kind of think i'm nothing against it uh, meanwhile, so Bosco and Yokus go out looking, um, and, uh, they, they leave Susan behind. She's worn out. She needs a rest. Uh, obviously it took a little bit out of her seeing this dead girl. So, mm-hmm. I what you mean. so, uh, they basically go out, Bosco and Yokus, and find some street kids. Now, it's kind of like, I'd understand that there would be these street kids, but can we just bring up Dirty Kid here for a second? So, like, we see Dirty Kid wandering the streets and 
Bobby's got to rescue Dirty Kid. Yep. Why are these kids allowed to go back to where they were? Wouldn't this be a thing where you would see two little homeless dirty kids and bring them to a shelter and, like, get them away from their drug mums? I, I don't know if that's just me or not. I would. It seems weird. I would it's, if I could. It seems weird that this is kind of like... Because, you know, the whole way of, like, getting these kids to talk is they say, like, will you bring us back? And Yoko's is like, yeah, I'll bring you back. And I kind of think that, like... Maybe she doesn't, because, like, why would Yokus, of all people, leave these two kids on the street? I don't I don't believe this is a thing. Not if you have a heart, it isn't. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's it's a nice little scene here. Like, I mean, I, I'm not one for kid actors, but these two are kind of okay. You know, they show the photo to them. That's Susie. She went with the policeman. Uh, and then it's kind of, I do like the way they kind of do this because you automatically think it's the dad because we know he's a policeman. So it's kind I mean, of, I thought that too. Yeah, it's kind of cleverly done. So obviously, you know, Yoko's <laughs> is like, oh, you know, let's get you some food. They get some cheeseburgers, stuff like that. Um, and then meanwhile, back at the at the precinct, um, we get the cop, the Jersey cop, the uh, husband of of Chloe. What is his name? Uh, Joe. 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 Of course it's Joe. Um, I love how there's, like, a character in this episode called Fat Tony. Like, I didn't realise this was an episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> um, <laughs> you at the cast list on it. No. Uh, so, we got Joe here. You know, I, I love how they keep asking, like, do you know where Susie is? Do you know where Susie is? It's like, no, I don't. I haven't seen her, you know, since, like, a week ago or whatever it was. So, um, you know, we, last Wednesday, I should say. So, kind of... Um, you know, he kind of explains himself that he's met someone else. He's talking to Bosco here, obviously. And then he's saying like, oh, look, my wife is a junkie. We're moving around all the time. You know, I'm just, I just want to stay somewhere. I like this place. I would have left two years ago, but this happened. And then he was away in Atlantic City with his girlfriend. Um, so that's basically what it is. Yokus, meanwhile, brings in the two kids in from before to say, is this the policeman? And they're like, no, that's not the man. No. Are you sure? Nope, that's not him. It's the policeman with the bicycle. <gasps> the bicycle. <gasps> da, da, da. The bicycle. Um, I hope you were paying attention. Yes, people. Were you paying attention Earlier. to the ER episode when Darvell said, pay attention? Uh, so Yokus brings some coffee to Susan. Uh, they have a bit of a conversation here. Um, and yeah, what have I written here? Uh, oh, I like this little bit here with Susan when she's like talking about like, oh, she was my older sister. You know, I adored her growing up. What the hell happened to her? Sherry Stringfield. I just want to, yeah. can I just please quickly say right now, we always praise actors on this show. Sherry, Sherry Stringfield is an amazing actor. She's another one of these wasted talents that really hasn't done a whole lot post ER. I mean, she was in, um, Under the Dome, I think from memory, but I've never really seen her in anything since, which is a shame because she's an amazing actor. Man, I'll tell you the truth. I don't know much about her outside of the fact that she was on ER. Oh, she's just so good. She was on, uh, so. apparently she was recently on <clears throat> Criminal Minds Beyond Borders and never watched it. Um, You're not missing anything, <laughs> believe Yeah, me. she was on Under the Dome quite regularly. She's just done bit parts. Like, after ER, she was on 142 episodes of ER. But then kind of looking at this, she's like was randomly in a Curb Your Enthusiasm. She was in a movie called The Stepfather. She's been in about, oh, God, heaps of TV movies. She's kind of like the TV movie woman. Uh, she was in an episode of CSI. Um, yeah, just like, it's just sad. She's a two-time. Look at this. Here's her nominations just for ER alone. She was nominated twice for Best Actress. 
uh, in a drama series for ER in 96 and 97, three times as an Emmy nominee for ER in 95, 96, 97. So, I mean, she just, she's so good as an actor. I just don't understand why she's just not, I mean, yeah, wasted, wasted that she's not doing much since. So, uh, just credit to Sherry Stringfield. Again, we might not ever get to get to ER properly, but while I've got the opportunity to talk about Sherry Stringfield, I just want to say she's an amazing actor. Again, she was never necessarily my favourite on ER, but just watching her in isolation outside of the ER cast, like her and Molly Price working off each other, incredible. So, Great rapport. Exactly. Fantastic rapport. Exactly, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, we kind of get uh, the new uh, Joe, he wants to stick around and help out. And um, this is where Bosco obviously kind of realizes the, the person with the cop uh, pretending to be a cop. I've got something that's a long shot. So Bosco's kind of like, yeah, I think I might remember something. So uh, he sort of mentions it might be that guy from Neighbourhood Watch that we saw. Like, you know, we'll, we'll kind of check it out. So Bosco and Yokos go around all the street vendors and they kind of ask. Everyone knows who he is. They just don't know his name. Uh, until a little old lady comes up and she's like, oh, you know, his name's Jared Nelson. He lives in my building. Let's go there. I love kind of like Yokos, like, let's take our time. And Bosco's like, like hell. Um... So we get. St- I'm with Bosco there. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, so they rock up to Nelson, uh, Gerald's apartment, knocks on the door. Who is it? Oh, it's the police. You know, we need to talk to you. Oh, I'm not really dressed. And and he he gets he gets all uh, uh, nervous. Yeah. So we kind of like have <laughs> Bosco. Meanwhile, is getting impatient. So he walks out, sort of to the outside of the apartment, and kind of looks through the window. We see this guy. He's fully dressed he's just stalling as you said and then he kind of sees through the uh window that the little girl is asleep on the bed so bosco crashes through the window and starts bashing the oh, shit i love out this guy um i mean hey i'm with him there I, i'd be doing the same thing i don't know about you but look, i'd be doing the same thing. look yeah i see why he's doing it but i mean nitpicking legalities here darvel um He's kind of just broken through a window and started bashing a perp up. I mean, you know, I think there's kind of like some legalities around here. Obviously, this guy's probably not going to press charges, so he gets away with it. But, um, you know, Bosco always treading a fine line here of what he can and can't do as a cop. <laughs> but, again, I'm with you, though. Like, I think it's, it's, it's warranted. Um, but I also like the fact that if you kind of look on this guy's wall, he's got, like, all these, like, posters to do with, like, the NYPD. So, obviously, like, he just wants to be a cop, but he can't be a cop for some reason. He's been, you know, not all there, I guess. He is a bit crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and... You know, honestly, that particular storyline, you know, because obviously, you know, we... Spoiler alert, we find... I mean, we find Chloe, she's still alive and everything. I don't know, but just, you know, the fact that he keeps saying... I just wanted to help. Mm. I just wanted to help. For some reason, it made me think of... It made me think, you know, this this sounds actually more like something you would see on Criminal Minds. Possibly. I mean, but then at the end of the day, you got to realise this show became a full Criminal Minds, so maybe Criminal Minds took this from Third Watch. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um, I mean, there might be something similar on Criminal Minds, but... I, I, the thing that I... Yeah, because what... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Because I'm whole different to use your expression kettle of fish here mm. but i mean when i start i mean when i when i watched that scene i mean i immediately when he kept going i just wanted to help i just wanted to help i mean i don't know if you watch criminal minds no. do you No, never watched it oh okay but yeah i started 
I went all criminal minds like and started to come up and started to try to see if my inexperienced self could you know come up with a profile for this guy. Mm. Well, it's it's, it's, it's it's just a random little thing. It's interesting, kind of like how you know, like I mean, you never not you never find out why this guy has taken her. Like we we get the whole I was only trying to help, and you just got to assume that he's probably as a neighborhood watch. He's probably seen this girl abandoned near the mother and taken her with him and just you know given her something to sleep. That's probably all he's done. He's not hurt her by any means, but he's still technically kidnapped a child. So. Um, I mean, we yeah. we never get, and we, this is one of these ones where we don't need the resolution. It's all right to leave it open ended. So, like you know, it's kind of at the end of the day, what does it matter? Um, but I, I do like Bosco here. Swing at me, swing at me, and then like Jokic is like, it's enough, it's enough. Um, and then you know, obviously they call up for the um, bus for Susie, and then we cut back to the precinct, and uh, we see Swirsky uh, on the radio, and he tells uh, Susan the founder. Uh, so yeah, it's, 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 it's nice. Uh, and then kind of we're at the hospital, uh, Chloe's there. We find out that the man gave her a sedative and then, uh, you know, Chloe and, and Susie, uh, Susan have a bit of a fight, you know, like, what are you doing here? Get out. We don't want you here. Like, this isn't my fault this time around. And just, you know, Chloe just being completely, uh, yeah, bitch, it is being completely unreasonable. <laughs> Damn well said that, not me. Um, <laughs> So, uh, we've got Dr. Fields here and kind of, you know, we get the conversation here with, uh, Susan obviously says any signs of molestation. No, like it's all fine. She said he didn't touch her. Um, and, uh, yeah. Oh no, actually, hang on. I'm, I'm backing up here. It was the get out line. We don't want you here is actually the, um, she's saying that to Joe. Isn't she, she says that to Sorry, Joe. Yes. No, I'm reading my notes here wrong, but this is where Chloe and Susan obviously have the conversation. Uh, you know, like, you've got to go back to rehab. And she's like, it was just a slip, you know. It's like, and kind of Susan mentions, I'll take Susie to Chicago. And it's like, no, we're both fine. Just go home, you know. Uh, and Doctor. And she just kind of walks off. And then Yoga yeah. obviously says to Susan, like, you know, oh, she's a piece of work, huh? Um, so there's that. I, I love this. I love this scene here between Susan and Bosco. If we didn't already have five locked in moments for this season, I would put this up to conversation for a possible inclusion, but there's no way we're bumping it. Well, we can still converse about no, it. No, no, there's no way they're five moments. They're so strong, Darvel, that this cannot replace it. Um, I think we've legitimately locked in our five. Uh, and in the last few episodes, there's maybe only one scene that you could possibly put in the conversation, but I would argue that there's just our five we've got are a lock. There's just, I can't see anything moving them. But, um, yeah, this is a nice scene though with like, uh, Lewis kind of just talking to Bosco, like, thank you, you know, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, and kind of when Bosco's kind of like, oh, you know, um, I always take a person when it's kids, I can't help it. You know, it's just, it's just nice. Um, but then I just love kind of the comedy side of things here where you got Proctor with the needle, you know, top or bottom and kind of, you know, <laughs> Susan's like, oh, you need it. And it's like, she's like, oh, don't let me take away this best part of my job, Boscarelli. Uh, and then kind of <laughs> Lewis leaves and a nice little scene between the two. And then just, I love the look on Proctor's face where she kind of like taps the needle and she just kind of gives like a look to Bosco and Bosco's just like, top. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> uh, like which one bosco so funny um yeah then just back at the firehouse uh, i love jimmy and dk he just kind of their little back and forth you know like oh you put on some weight uh it's like oh you know i'll arm wrestle you any day just kind of just you know 
a nice little scene. Then we kind of close it mm-hmm. off here. Susan's got a coffee. <coughs> she's bringing it here into Chloe. And we find out she's signed out AMA. She's taken a little Susie with her. And that will be the end of Chloe. If ER fans will never see her again. Uh, and then just kind of the nice little line there by Susan. Like, she said she wanted a cup of coffee. Then we get this great, like, again, I'm bipolar on my montages. You know, I'm going to bag them out one episode, and I think they work next. This is uh, It Works. I love this song, Trying by Lifehouse. It's an incredible song. Um, and just, it just works. Like, just kind of the way you've got, like, the Bosco and Yoka scene just staring at, you know, the, the, the guy, the, uh, what's his name? Gavin or whatever, Norman or whatever his name was. Um, I'm blanking his name already. Um, the, the one, the one, who, the kidnapper, the one who kidnapped the neighborhood Susie? watch guy. Yeah, yeah. Jared. Jared. What did I get Gavin was. from? You know what I was talking about. Um, so, but I just kind of like the way they stare at him and stare at each other. We see Sully kind of like walking home and then kind of, you know, seeing Tatiana asleep in bed. Uh, you know, we then get, uh, we get Joey, the last ever seen of Joey, we've kind of no talking with him, but he's asleep on the couch with the remote, Jimmy kind of tucks him in, then he washes the dishes, had a bit of a smirk on his face, then we kind of cut outside and see the city, uh, that's that for the episode, great song, everybody download, try my life house, it's a fantastic song, uh, now, before we, just, we'll do Joey here in a sec, but like, just anything more you want to add, kind of, on this episode, this montage at the end is great, again, I'm going to be pro-montage this episode. Yep, and we don't see anything of, we don't see anything of Susan. No. In, Her last line this, is you know, that we, she wanted a cup of coffee, that's it. And then she goes back to Chicago and he's back on ER. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wondered about that. I, I, I wondered if at some point in the montage, if she tracked if you tracked Chloe down at least to give her that cup of coffee. No, I, like, I think it... No, we don't. And I, I, I honestly think it's a perfect way of ending it. It's kind of... It just, it's one of these open-ended things, which, again, nothing always... Does, everything doesn't always have to end on a happy ending. So, And I kind of think this, no. this is the most believable no. situation for Chloe and kind of, you know... Uh, yeah, I, I like kind of how they do it and that that's kind of it for Chloe in the ER grand of scheme of things. But anyway, uh, mm-hmm. before we get to either review, yeah, we've kind of got to say farewell to Joey. So, um, I mean, look... He's mentioned, he is mentioned, uh, still, like Kim and, and, uh, Jimmy will mention him. We just never see him again. Uh, we, I mean, we technically do in Farewell to Camelot when we've got that scene at the end in the final montage. We kind of see a kid who resembles Joey. It's not, uh, Christopher Scott Fidel, but he really does actually look like a grown up Joey. Um, maybe they couldn't get Chris Fidel to come back. Well, I mean, he's, who knows? After Third Watch, he's only in some movie called Fortunes, where he plays Marlon Yount, uh, and then according to IMDb, did nothing since. So, um, he was in a total of 16 episodes as little Joey, and again, like, as much as I rip shit into kid actors, he actually wasn't the worst actor, he actually was pretty good. I mean, you know, he was a demon child, he was breaking kids' arms and pushing them off the play equipment, setting fires, and, um, you know... <laughs> and asking, and asking Kim if... Are you and Dad going to get married again? Going to hell. Divorce is a sin. Yep. Um, and all that. Banging toys and wanting Pokemons and um, just so much stuff. But, yeah, I mean, look, he was... It was he was there. He was fine. I mean, he never yep. kind of at the end of the day. We never had, except for him breaking <clears throat> his arm, kind of a Joey in Danger storyline, did we? You know what I mean? So No. No. And... And I mean, he—he is—he. I wouldn't say he's a demon child at this point. Oh, he's—he's no, he's grown he's, up uh, now, but he was a demon child yes. for the majority of this damn show. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, or at least the majority of it that he was on. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I mean, do you, I don't really know what we can say about Joey. I mean, he's kind of, he was there. He did there. stuff. Um, he, I will say Eddie Cibrian and Kim Raver both worked really well with him. I mean, kind of one of the final five scenes oh, yeah. that obviously I'm going to say is a lock is the scene we had earlier this season, of course, with Jimmy and Kim sort of bashing at the door and just his facial expressions in that scene, little Christopher Scott Fidel, like it was great, like great face acting for like what a little six-year-old essentially so well he's about seven or eight probably seven or eight something like that maybe so, yeah i mean this he had, a, he had some potential but i mean again like a lot of these actors i guess child actors are kind of put into it by their parents and they obviously probably get to a certain age and go yeah i don't really want to you know do it anymore so um either that or the either that or they stop being casted because they're no longer the cute as a button children yeah and then they go crazy because they don't know what to do they don't know what to do now that's in- because they've grown up in the spotlight i would love to talk to him and i think kind of like when we we get in terms of our finding the sort of contact details and everything on um imdb he actually i mean because he hasn't acted basically in forever there's nothing on him so he'd honestly be one that like we might just kind of just stalk on facebook or something like that like i'm sure he's you know, around. I'm sure he's he's alive. I I, I hope he is. Um, so let's just uh, we, we, we're kind of under time here. I'm just going to while we're on here. Let's just jump on Facebook and let's search for uh, Christopher Fidel. Let's see if we get any uh, things popping up here. Oh, okay, we've got a Chris Fidel in New Brunswick, New Jersey. He looks like a dancer. This could be him. This is all live on air. Let's find out. Let's see if he resembles him at all. Um, well, he kind of does. Hmm. I mean, it's not like this guy's like different skin color or anything. But uh, if it is him, he's become a dancer of some sort. So I'm gonna think that's him. <laughs> Why don't you shoot him a message and find out? Possibly. He's currently originally from Voorhees Township in New Jersey. Does it say anything on his bio where he's originally from? No, <coughs> it doesn't. Hmm, interesting. I know when we were trying to find um, Kelsey Bla- Baitland, uh, Annie from uh, Nip Tuck, she had no contact details, but we found her on Instagram and I messaged her. Uh, she replied once and then stopped replying. Uh, she's grown up to be absolutely stunningly beautiful because she was like a little six-year-old on Nip Tuck. But, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to think this is him. This, I mean, Chris Fidel's kind of not not a common name, so um, yeah. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll we'll get to the bottom of that. Maybe we can get him on. The, maybe by the time you're listening to this episode, we've already interviewed him. I don't know, or maybe he told us to get fucked. Who knows? Um, anyway, uh, let's get to the review section. Evil review. Uh, what are you doing with this one, Darvel? Buy, of course. Buying it. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a buy. Yep. I'm back to the buy bandwagon <laughs> for the third watch. Uh, I think it's a strong episode, yep. and I kind of think it wraps up everything pretty neatly. Works in well, and I think kind of overall these two um, these these spin-offs, uh, not spin-offs. What do you call it? Like uh, uh, crossovers. Crossover. They they work so well off each other, and like again, I can't really fully rate compare it to too much of the medical investigation one because I've only seen half of it, but. I think, from what I can tell, this works a lot better. And maybe that's just because I like ER and kind of it fits in well with everything. So, I was kind of a bit sad, if I'm completely <laughs> honest, that they never did another one. Uh, but then I guess kind of what more could have they done? So, um, it's not CSI where they're all yeah. doing the same bloody show. They work on crimes. And not only not only that, but, um, I mean, 
course, we've established that NBC hated Third Watch, mm. so, I mean, we've long since established that. So, of course, they wouldn't want to pair it with a more recognizable show again. Yeah. I mean, God forbid it actually get more of a recognition than they would have to keep, than they would have to promote it more. They would have to keep renewing it and all that. And there'll be a lot of different comments around when we get to the medical, invest and crossover, medical investigation crossover because I think kind of really with that, that was kind of two struggling shows trying to find something new. Um, yeah, because medical investigation never really, no. never really found its footing. I mean, you could argue that Third Watch never really found its footing either, but it had more footing than medical investigation oh, yeah. ever did. I mean, medical investigation only one, at least went for... Did it even give it two seasons? One season. Only one season. No, one, one season. One season, what killed it, what really killed it was when when Numbers premiered in January of 05. You remember Numbers? Oh, they're all the same show, aren't they, Darvell? Numbers, Bones, freaking Criminal, they're all the same, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really, <laughs> they really are. They really are, man. Yeah. I mean, the, the intro, I'm just looking here, the medical investigation. So the, the crossover episode was actually episode 17 called Half Life. And that's actually the fourth last ever episode of medical investigation. So, um, the, the only thing I remember from medical investigation that I kind of liked about it was I like Mil- Neil McDonough, Donahoe, is that how you say it? I like the main actor guy in it because he was, um, I mean, he's been in lots of things. I like him as an actor. Um, but there was a guy in it, Christopher Gorham, who, uh, I don't know if you've ever watched the TV show Popular, but uh, he was uh, no. one of the main people in Popular, and it was just a show I loved. Like, I was a Ryan Murphy fan. It was kind of like, you know, his first ever TV show. He was uh, Harrison John in Popular. It was one of my favourite characters, and that was kind of, I think, maybe the first thing that I'd ever seen him outside of uh, Popular, which is weird looking at his, um, his what do you call it, uh, filmography. He's got so many things he's actually been in, I just never watched any of these shows. So, um yeah. Anyway, so that that's not till season <laughs> six. We're still here in season three, uh, but just I think it's important. To kind not of, for much longer though. Well, I think it's kind of important to just kind of slightly compare the 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 two because I mean, Third Watch is a unique show that it had two crossover episodes, and again, we're not talking here of you know CSI shows and Criminal Mind shows, which are you know open to crossovers because clearly they are, you know, within the same universe because they're just CSI with a different city after it or Criminal Minds with a different subtype. We never got, like, Third Watch Los Angeles or, you know, Third Watch Chicago. So it's kind of... It's a unique thing, I feel, for these shows to have a crossover, if you know what I mean. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I like it. I love... Could you see... Could you see a... Let's say Third Watch had the same star power that, say, CSI did... Do you think a third watch LA or a third oh, watch God, Chicago no. or a, or a third watch Vegas? Do you think do you think that would have worked? Not at all, because I think this is the difference is, is that um, it's I mean it's kind of like I think we're going to see that and again time of recording this we haven't seen nine one one of time of releasing this it could be the biggest show on TV it could have flopped after ten episodes I mean it's it's the 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 concept or maybe three the concept of it is too much that you can't connect these characters like it's you just can't because like paramedics in New York City why are they going to work with paramedics in Las Vegas you know it's it's not like CSI where they're kind of you work forensics would have to work with each other in different cities when you've got crimes and it just it it makes more logical sense and I guess kind of with the whole 
what, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago Med. I mean, it's the whole city, and they've kind of just gone the opposite way. Instead of, you know, having them all in the one show, they've got them all in the same city in the same universe, but they just have separate shows. So, um, no, I don't think it mm-hmm. How would you work this? Like, the Doc moved to Philadelphia, so you have Philadelphia Third Watch? Like, maybe? Um, that could have worked. It just, it never had the power. It never had... No one would care. Like, I I honestly think there would be ER fans watching, you know, brothers and sisters going, well, who's this random cop? They wouldn't have even realized. I mean, I might be wrong about that, but I mean, I'm sure there were some avid, you know, staunch ER fans who never watched third watch going, well, who's officer Boscarelli? Why is like, who is this in New York? I don't get it. You know? And then when they're like next week on NBC, tune in for the second part on, you know what I mean? So it's kind of, how would that work? So anyway, um, yeah. Next next week, so we're kind of back to our solo episodes next week. Uh, we're back to 233 days. Uh, Great episode. Yeah. Actually, just before we talk about that, I will say I I ranked Unleash 33rd out of 66, so the halfway point basically of the episodes up to the end of this season. Uh, so that's just kind of where I've got this episode just at the moment. Yeah, 233 days. Great episode. Absolutely agree with you. Um, I mean, we kind of get some resolution involved, uh, some, to some 9-11 stuff. And like, the closing scene, just great conversation, kind of just, you know, reaction stuff to 9-11. It's, it's a really good episode. Oh my. Oh my. Yeah, the one where, the one, yeah, I actually quoted that back on, back on 9-11. I put it up on my, Facebook post. Mm. I put it up on my Facebook page as a, you know, because I I had to I had to share that. No, and we can talk more about that when we actually get to discussing the episode. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, but I love that. I love that little speech. Yeah, it's a great episode, and we obviously get some Sully stuff too around uh, Tatiana as well. Uh, or is she actually Tatiana? Well, we will find out. But uh, yeah, I agree. It's a great episode. So that will obviously be next week. Uh, Two hundred and thirty-three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's one of these episodes where the title um, really plays in well into the episode as well. So, whereas Unleashed... Yeah, because at the time the episode aired, was it actually 233 days since 9-11? Uh, possibly. Uh, we'll have wonder. to do the maths. Uh, but yeah, Unleashed kind of really doesn't have much to do with it. But uh, yeah, 233 days does. And the next two episodes are followed by Blackout, which uh, you can kind of work out what that episode will be about. Uh, remember to like us on Facebook, mm-hmm. follow us on Twitter, or on Instagram, subscribe, comments, everything else. We appreciate any feedback you want to give us along the way. And, uh, I mean, I should mention that, again, if you've given us feedback and you think, you never reply to us, we do record these, obviously, far in advance. So um, we might probably address them more so <clears throat> uh, personally to you rather than on the episode because probably by the time you've... Uh, asked us the question, we might have well been through the show in general, so just sort of warning you about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but we do appreciate you listening, and we hope that you are enjoying these, and uh, look forward to continuing more as we get so close. We're two episodes away from officially being at the halfway point of Third Watch. It's crazy, crazy to think that. My name is Ben. Especially considering you weren't even sure if it would even get off the ground. Exactly. My name is Ben, and I still like cheeseburgers. <laughs> My name is Darvell, and do I look like I have a million dollars? Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.